Chat with Laura and Friends Radio. I'm your host, Laura Mazrick. Excited to be here as we officially kick off the holiday season. Woo! So I want to wish a happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish listeners who are out there celebrating this week. And of course, Christmas is coming up, and then later in January, Kwanzaa is coming up. Uh, we have some uh, uh, pagan holidays coming up uh, in December as well. So whatever holiday you are celebrating this season, we wish you 
joy and fun with your family and loved ones and prosperity and peace. So uh, later today, I'm excited. So here in Philly, one of the to-do holiday uh, things is Christmas Village, uh, which is in Dilworth Park. Uh, so I'm going to go with some friends and check out uh, all the artists and shops and the ice skating rink. And they always have great like holiday drinks and whatnot. Uh, and then a city hall in the quad uh, right behind Dilworth Park. They are having an hourly light show uh, that's going on uh, this week through, I believe, Christmas Eve. So every hour on the half hour, 530, 630, 730, 830, there's a free light show uh, in the quad behind City Hall. Which, that's really awesome. Um, and then also later today, I'm not going to be able to make it out, but the Philadelphia Christmas tree lighting ceremony is happening today as well. Um, of course, there's lots of great things to do in Philly uh, during the holiday season. Uh, so you can check visitphilly.com to get the latest. Of course, New York City is also here on the East Coast, one of the most beautiful places to visit uh, during the December and holiday season. So Rockefeller Center, they have their Christmas tree up right now. Um, uh, Saks Fifth Avenue and Barney's. They all have their uh, Christmas windows. That's a great thing to do um, for family activity or with friends or a couple. You can really do New York on a budget. Hop on one of these local buses and, you know, either the mega bus or one of these tour buses and get dropped off in kind of the middle of things. And you can even pack a lunch, do it old school. <laughs> Um, and just pop from all, all the stores and check out all the Christmas decorations and walk around town, maybe get a hot dog at a street vendor and then pop back on the bus. It's a long day, but you can take a lot in um, during, uh, during the holiday season. Not everything has to be dining at the Ritz-Carlton and, and all that. So uh, definitely great time to get in some sightseeing. So... Now we had some exciting uh, music news. Everybody knows, all right, this is uh, when all the Grammy nominations come out. So December is also the beginning of uh, the segue into award season. So talking about uh, some of the uh, major categories and nominations, again, the weekend got snubbed. And if you remember last year, uh, he came out with that big album bl that had Blinded by the Light and all these huge hits. And he was pretty upset that he didn't get nominated and said that he, he had been invited to perform, but why should he perform when he wasn't nominated? And he had said, well, I'm not going to the Grammys again. Well, then they snubbed him again this year. Um, so some of the, the big nominations, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Doja Cat, Dua Lipa, Megan Thee Stallion, um, Justin Bieber all got multiple nominations in various categories. So, um, Record of the Year, uh, Beyonce was nominated for her visionary uh, visual album, Black Parade. Uh, Black Parade was uh, received multiple nominations in various categories. Uh, Say So by Doja Cat. 
and Everything I Ever Wanted by Billie Eilish, uh, and Circles by Post Malone, and um, Savage by Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce were all nominated uh, for Record of the Year. Now, of course, this is interesting. I think Beyonce probably has to be one of the first uh, female artists to be nominated in two different genres because, of course, Savage was more of a rap song. And I think was one of the first songs where Beyonce was rapping. Um, though she did rap some, or if you want to call it spoken word on some of the songs in Lemony, too. But this was really her stepping out, you know, because, of course, um, Megan Thee Stallion's a rapper, so it's uh, Beyonce really stepping out in that lane for the first time. And then, of course, she was also nominated for her own um, album in R&B category as well. Uh, so, of course, I, I'm just hoping, Lady C, that they don't give it to Billie Eilish because this will be the third year in a row that she would have won for best record. I mean, you know, there's other people. You know, there's other people. You know, Billie Eilish isn't the only artist that people are listening to. Let's let's spread it around and and, and put some shine on some other artists. Now, um, Taylor Swift, who actually put out one album last year and two albums this year. I mean, she's been uh, very productive during these quarantine times. Um, so her album, Folklore, um, was uh, nominated for Song of the Year for her song, Cardigan, um, which is also interesting because Taylor's really uh, gotten a lot of shine these last few years, breaking out of just the country genre, which is where she started. And now she's moved into pop um, or adult contemporary and bringing in a lot of uh, musical styles into her songs. So it's interesting now, you know, you know that you're an artist that has uh, just kind of shattered boundaries and categories like Beyonce, where you're nominated in categories outside of just the genre you were initially known for. Um, so, uh, best new artists, front runners are Doja Cat and Megan Thee Stallion. Um, and uh, so it's going to be uh, exciting to see. They haven't really released a lot of information about who's going to be performing or whether this, it's going to be virtual or not. Because if you remember, a lot of the award show last year were virtual. Or they had a, part of the show coming from one location and part from another. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all uh, spins out. Now, the Grammys will be broadcast on CBS January 31st. Comedian and CNN commentator Trevor Noah um, will be the host. Oh, yeah, and Beyonce's um, a Black Parade is also 
uh, nominated for a best R&B performance as well. So it's going to be really interesting uh, to see uh, what uh, what is uh, the big winner uh, of this uh, year's Grammys. Of course, it'll also be great to look out for all the fashion and everything. Uh, so now uh, we had uh, some other uh, great performances this weekend. So Sunday, BT aired the Soul Train Awards. Of course, still carries on uh, uh, with uh, Don Cornelius's legacy. Uh, so uh, there were a lot of tributes. Uh, they paid tribute to uh, uh, Brandy and Boys to Men, and there were a lot of great performances. Of course, the standout uh, from the Soul Train Music Awards is R&B Queen and just all around bad ass woman Ashanti uh, was awarded the Lady of Soul Award, and she looked absolutely glamorous amazing uh, her red carpet gown was fantastic it was a strapless plunging neckline and it had this beautiful high low ball gown with the scalp black lace that had some shimmer to it and then later she performed a montage of some of her biggest hits after accepting her award and then uh, it transformed into you had the bodice but then the skirt with, with a belt was wrapped around these cocktail pants. And she was just given so much drama and glam. And it just looked fabulous on the red carpet and accepting her award. Now, Ashante was the first artist to occupy the top two positions on the U.S. Billboard Top 100 charts back in 2002 um, with her debut album um, with the hits Foolish and What's Love and uh, of course Ashante has sold 15 million records worldwide and she's uh, received among other honors eight Billboard Awards uh, her debut album went triple platinum and that sold alone six million copies and she recently made Billboard history by having her most recent uh, song chart, uh, which gave her hits on the Billboard charts in three decades. And that's just an amazing accomplishment um, as an artist to be able to have hits over three decades. Uh, truly amazing. Um, some of, of course, some of her big hits uh, were Always on Time, Baby, uh, on Foolish. Of course, she also uh, uh, co-wrote What's Love um, and uh, I'm Real uh, for Jennifer Lopez. Uh, she started out as a demo singer uh, before she got signed by Gotti Records when she was a teenager. Of course, did many uh, feature songs with Ja Rule and uh, Fat Joe, uh, wrote for many artists, uh, Ghost wrote for, for many artists as well. She also uh, acted in uh, many movies. And so Ashante has really been um, a groundbreaker in R&B, like Eve, you know, she came up in uh, mostly all-male crew, 
and just shined with her talent and her songwriting ability. She took about four years off a few years ago, but she's back with new music. Uh, she owns her own record label now, and like Taylor Swift, she's re-recording all of her old songs and hits, so she owns her masters. Um, and this coming year, she's going to be receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So well-deserved Ashanti uh, getting all her flowers and praise. Uh, so we're going to take a, a first musical break um, and just jump into a little Ashanti pocket, a little throwback, some good R&B vibes. And when we come back, yeah, we'll be talking about some other fashion and entertainment news. So uh, keep it locked in to Style and Empowerment Chat with Lauren Friends Radio. Uh, we're going to bring you some good Ashanti throwbacks to get your day and your vibe right. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Uh. Uh. We here knocking like that. Just very sad. Got that good, good. Uh, I got that 
empowerment chat with Laura and friends. So now let's uh, dive into some fashion news. Uh, well, um, uh, let's look no further than our kids. So Beyonce's uh, daughters, Rumi and Blue Ivy, are going to be the stars of uh, a new campaign uh, for Ivy Park. Uh, I think she's used her kids in her in her campaigns before. Um, I, I think that uh, Beyonce and Jay Z are just continuously. Uh, grooming their kids so that they have that platform if they decide to move into entertainment um, on their own steed, you know. Of, of course, uh, Jay-Z just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this weekend, uh, and they ha it's running on HBO. It's really interesting. They had a lot of uh, big stars in this black and white film reciting various lyrics uh, from Jay-Z's songs and tributes. So it was pretty interesting. Um, and Blue Ivy uh, was among those helping to induct her dad into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. LL Cool J also uh, got inducted to the, to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course, you know, if you talk about groundbreakers of hip-hop, really LL uh, Cool J and uh, Def Jam were uh, the beginning brick of this whole hip-hop movement which uh, just uh, grew from a, a style of music to a lifestyle to commerce and just all over cultural influence uh, so and now of course Tina Turner also got inducted uh, so really is, it was a great show uh, so catch that on HBO right now if you can uh, so now this weekend also, uh, Rihanna's uh, <laughs> home country, Barbados, uh, just uh, broke ties uh, with the United Kingdom, so they are no longer a territory uh, of the United Kingdom. Uh, and so they had a ceremony uh, this weekend, Prince Charles was there, and so now they're an independent uh, republic. And uh, Rihanna actually was honored um, uh, with a, an award of, uh, by the new president of Barbados. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, how the new Republic of Barbados evolves as an independent country. Uh, of course, Barbados has, has been um, ruled by the... Uh, the uh, uh, United Kingdom for hundreds of years also had its its journey with slavery as well. Uh, so we're excited uh, to see uh, what directions Barbados uh, uh, goes now that they're an independent country. Uh, so now uh, in other fashion news, uh, sad to to uh, report that. Uh, we've uh, lost an extremely influential uh, member of the fashion community. So, uh, Virgil Aloth, who was artistic director of Louis Vuitton, 
and the menswear division of Louis Vuitton and and recently was also given uh, the position of distinction to oversee 75 of the Louis Vuitton's brands uh, just passed away of cancer this week after a two-year battle just like with Chadwick Boseman uh, many people had no idea that uh, Virgil was uh, was fighting cancer. Uh, he um, was recently um, collaborated and styled Amanda Gorman uh, for her Vogue cover. Um, and you got to think, like time timeline wise, that and this was just a few months ago. Um, and, and he in the pictures, he just looks he bright and vivid and happy and you know I say this all the time you know oftentimes we're just quick to judge people or be just dismissive or not really stop and slow down and think of other people's feelings or how we're communicating or treating somebody and just be in our heads and self-absorbed that you never know what really big life battles that someone is is dealing with behind a smile you know so let's always be thinking about what other people are going through you know it just just amazes me that all the things that he's done over the, uh, this past two years and like Chad with Bozeman you know he never let it show in public um, but you know uh, he, Virgil made history as the first black artistic director of Louis Vuitton. And he, you know, people would say in the past few years he was labeled as the most influential black man in fashion. But I feel when people say that, it's almost putting people in a box and a little disrespectful, like diminishing them by just a category. Virgil was one of the most powerful men in fashion, transcending up beyond skin color. He was one of the most successful and influential men in fashion because Louis Vuitton, the holding company, owns 75 luxury brands. And he had power and influence and decision-making of power over all those brands and he he literally worked his way up to the top he started out as an intern he worked for Kanye West as a creative director years ago um, when Kanye came out with a sneaker line um, he, he helped him with that um, he worked and uh, eventually became also Kanye's creative desi uh, designer for his line Donda and you know they would continue to collaborate over the years he was um, his Kanye's creative director for many of his albums so and uh, uh, Virgil was also an accomplished DJ so he DJed all around the world in addition to having starting his own label and it also speaks to just what a prolific and creatively powerful person he was and how respected he was because normally these brands don't let you have your own business because they look at it as a conflict of interest but not only did Louis Vuitton put him 
uh, initially in charge of their menswear uh, line, um, where he was known for blurring the lines between high fashion and streetwear. But then eventually they put him in a creative position of power over 75 of their brands and then allowed him to have his own brand on the side. Um, he was also known for his cross-brand collaborations, um, creating uh, creative projects um, with Louis Vuitton and these other brands. So he was the first to do that. Now, now um, Kim Kardashian and Fenty are doing a, a hybrid collection of her uh, foundation wear skims where it'll have both of their logos on it. But really, Virgil Abloh was the first to do that because before him, people thought, okay, this is my brand, that's your brand, we're co competitors, I'm not gonna give shine to what you're doing, stay out of my lane. It was very like cutthroat, but he was a visionary. Like he brought brand collaboration together with Nike, where Louis Vuitton and Nike uh, created a cross-branding sneaker together. He also did uh, projects with Mercedes-Benz. He did projects creating furniture with Ikea, um, with, with Louis Vuitton, you know, uh, branding. And, uh, you know, he really was a visionary. Um, and he also did a lot of gender um, play with his, his clothes because he was uh, one of the first mainstream couture designers to, I'd say, create high-end and kind of androgynous clothing um, to also bring some, some glitz to menswear as well to elevate streetwear from what people just thought as ready-to-wear to luxury, you know, so he would take elements of like urban fashion, but then put it on a silk suit or put like all these beautiful jewels on a leather jacket. Like he was uh, someone who just uh, looked at, at things and just, he, he painted with a brush that uh, that didn't see d uh, labels and, and, and division. And uh, so, uh, of course, Louis Vuitton this weekend just paid tribute uh, to Virgil Ola because he had um, created his last collection that was going to be debuted in Miami Fashion Week um, in tandem with Louis Vuitton opening up a new store in Miami. So they just this weekend had a fashion show um, presenting uh, Virgil's last collection. Uh, many celebrities and like uh, Maxwell, Gigi Hadid, um, Idris Elba, who've all worked with him and just been influenced uh, uh, by uh, Virgil Abloh and Louis Vuitton, have made many tributes on their social media. Um, he's spotlighted right now in many fashion magazines like uh, Women's Wear Daily, Vogue magazine. Um, and he truly just was a, a, an icon and everybody just 
spoke so highly of his energy and how he treated people and uh, so he really is a testament to working your way up from from the bottom not being afraid to be different not looking at things in a traditional way and just having the courage to live life bold and in color so of course his legacy will be be uh, felt for decades to come and uh, many aspiring designers and you know people aspiring also just to be in in the level of the running of the fashion business in influential ways will you know now have a Virgil to, to look up to um, and so we also um, lost uh, this weekend uh, just an amazing talent and groundbreaker um, within uh, the Broadway community, uh, classical composer and lyricist Stephen Sondheim. So uh, in the next half of our show, we are going to pay tribute and we're going to Broadway. So we're going to pay tribute to the life and career and work of Stephen Sondheim. Uh, of course, I grew up with musicals and uh so uh gonna be spotlighting a lot of the shows that i i love uh so all the rest of today's music will be songs that uh stephen sondheim wrote and produced for movies for uh all of his award-winning plays uh so we're gonna start off uh with our our first uh, Stephen Sondheim uh, block, and when we come back, we'll uh, discuss the uh, career and legacy and impact of a Broadway composer, Stephen Sondheim. Quest. 
Putting it together, that's what counts. Ounce by ounce, putting it together. Small amounts, adding up to make a work of art. 
First of all, you need a good foundation. Otherwise, it's risky from the start. Takes a lot of earnest conversation. But without the proper preparation, having just the vision's no solution. Everything depends on execution. The art of making art is putting it together bit by bit. By note, working on projection Lips, teeth, throat, looking for a moment to inhale Keeping the emotional connection Even when your fellow actors fail Pointing up the subtext by inflection Helping your director reach perfection Even though you have a strong objection To the way she's handling the direction Art isn't easy Every minor detail is a major decision Have to keep things in scale Have to hold to your vision even when you're feeling apprehensive That you're looking bland and inoffensive And you wish your wardrobe was extensive Don't forget that spangles are expensive The light, love A little to the right, love It isn't very bright, love And must it be so tight, love he does that every night. Beat by beat, losing inhibition. Head, hands, feet, trying to relax but not too much. Trying to lay out the exposition, but without exposing it as such. Trying to perform but not audition. Trying to establish recognition. Trying to persuade the electrician that he should destroy the competition. Ah. Working on the vision night and day But it takes us time and perseverance Dealing with the tales along the way Dealing with producers' interference Waiting for the author's disappearance Filling up the holes with animation Covering the flaws in the construction Lacking any scenic ostentation This is not a Macintosh production Finding every tiny syncopation Hidden in the tiny orchestration Working, Working for a tiny compensation Hoping for a thunder of salvation The art of making art Is putting it together Part by part, fit by fit, start by start, stride by stride, kit by kit, glide by glide, stick by stick, side by side by side by side by side. And that is the state of the art. Welcome back to Style and Empowerment Chat with Laura and Friends Radio. Uh, so I, I forgot to mention in our previous segment that some exciting tour news. So Jasmine Sullivan just announced uh, this week uh, that she's going to be uh, launching a tour uh, to support her latest album in 2002. And for all my Adele lovers out there, if you can afford the plane fare and hotel costs to go to Vegas on top of the concert tickets, uh, Adele is uh, going to be having a residency in Las Vegas where she'll be performing multiple weekend shows. So, you know, gather the family, head on out. But, you know, that's going to be an amazing show. Uh, so, of course, growing up, 
Um, I, I was uh, lucky to have parents who brought me to the theater and raised me on musicals. Um, you know, we had My Fair Lady and The Sound of Music and Cats and all the greats uh, flowing in, in our home. And uh, my parents made sure, even if it was on the budget, that they exposed me and my sister to live musical theater and plays. Uh, and uh, of course, Broadway just lost one of it, its greats, uh, Stephen Sondheim. Uh, so Sondheim was considered the elder statesman of American musical theater. But he was, was uh, a creator that stood outside of trends. Uh, he was really uh, known uh, for reinventing American musical theater with shows that tackled themes of darker, darker aspects of the human experience and overcoming adversity and trying situations. Uh, and also on stage depicting elements of the human nature, which uh, before Sondheim really wasn't done in, in theater. Uh, so Stephen Sondheim grew up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Uh, when he was a young boy, his parents uh, divorced, and he lived in Doylestown, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, for a number of years in his childhood. I'm actually uh, originally from Doylestown, so I was excited to see that uh, Sondheim had a, a local tie-in. Uh, now, Stephen Sondheim attended the George School for Boys in Bucks County, which is a very prestigious uh, uh, private school. When Stephen Sondheim was about 10 years old while living in Doylestown, he formed a close friendship with James Hammerstein, who of course was the son of acclaimed lyricist and playwright Oscar Hammerstein, who wrote uh, the music for such major Broadway classics as South Pacific, Oklahoma and the King and I. That's basically like the equivalent of today in modern day uh, being friends with Steven Spielberg's kid <laughs> and saying, hey, can I come over and play? Um, and and uh, in Doylestown, uh, Hammerstein's home has been a museum many years so I, I don't know now since post-COVID what the situation is with that but I remember you know when I was a, a kid um, of course uh, like I said I grew up with uh, Oklahoma and <laughs> and the King and I and my parents would always put in these movies but then they would use it they would use it as teaching points and teach us like who these people were who Hammerstein was who Leonard Bernstein was and their important role in in movies and the musical theater. So I, then I would grow up not only appreciating the films, but the creators of 
the plays and the music. So I remember uh, when I was a kid, my, my parents taking us uh, to the Oscar Hammerstein house in Doylestown and it gave you a tour and they had one of his pianos in the house, which was really exciting. Uh, just to imagine him sitting there, you know, tickling the ivories and creating uh, the music to many of the, the, uh, the songs and musicals that would just become part of pop culture. Uh, so uh, over, over the years, uh, Stephen Sondheim uh, became close with Oscar Hammerstein, and Oscar Hammerstein took on a mentoring fatherly role uh, with Stephen Sondheim. I'm not sure how his son felt about that, you know, because sometimes as kids, like, we're possessive of our parent getting our parents' attention. But you have to also give a shout out to the son that kind of stepped to the side to allow this relationship to happen. So, and Leonard Bernstein mentored Stephen Sondheim and introduced him to musical theater and helped him to develop uh, his own sound and writing and how to construct musicals and a libretto and pacing of a musical and all the components and moving parts in creating lyrics and a score. Uh, which was just so amazing because if you th think about that, you know, we talk about this all the time, the, the importance of mentorship and stepping out, outside of your own box and, and letting go, not being so vain and insecure that if you help somebody else, well, what will this mean for me? You know, if he hadn't have done that, we wouldn't have ha have some of the most amazing musicals and plays that have launched many careers and, and brought joy to so many of us around the world. Uh, if Oscar Hammerstein, while being a success in his own right, turned to this kid and said, hey, I see some talent here. Let me nurture that because the right mentor and somebody caring and believing in us and teaching us and helping us find ta uh, talents inside of us that we didn't know were there. That can be, be the pivotal moment that changes somebody's life and then a ripple effect the lives of many uh, after that. Uh, so he really, uh, I was so valuable. I mean, he gave him basically like a university course that people would pay thousands and thousands of dollars uh, just to get some of that wisdom. Now, of course, um, Oscar Hammerstein passed away um, when when Stephen Sondheim was still a, a young boy, but he, he carried his his knowledge um, and and, and uh, all the things that Hammerstein taught him through uh, the rest of his career. Now, Stephen Sondheim initially uh, had desired to uh, be a mathematician, but he instead studied music at the William College and graduated in 1950. And one of his early jobs was in television writing uh, ghost comedy for a comedy show at the time called Topper. 
and he really yearned to write musicals. Uh, but uh, initially, uh, the first two musicals that he wrote for, uh, which was West Side Story, which was one of my favorite musicals, and uh, my dad loved West Side Story. Um, so we'll be playing some of the songs from West Side Story later on in the show. Um, but the, the first two plays that he he wrote for, he just did the lyrics to the to to the songs. So uh, all of the music in West Side Story, uh, Stephen Sondheim wrote the lyrics. And then, of course, uh, he at first uh, was kind of dragging his heels when the opportunity to collaborate with Leonard Bernstein um, it came about, uh, but uh, he said, hey, you know, look, this is a great opportunity, and you don't want to let this pass you by, and a lot of times, especially in creative fields, you maybe ha your first or two or three opportunities is more in the back door. You know, it's about getting getting your name out there, getting the experience, getting the credentials, and then eventually, then you'll you'll move forward and be more in the front front spotlight. So, of course, um, Stephen Sondheim said yes, and so he created all the amazing lyrics to all the beautiful songs from West Side Story, and then he also. Um, teamed up with composer uh, Jules Stein to help uh, create the uh, songs for Gypsy. So we uh, we're just playing one of those. Everything's coming up roses, and then one the other big songs from that musical was Let Me Entertain You. Of course, the um, original version, uh, movie version of Gypsy was played by Natalie Wood and Ethel Merman. Um, uh, played it on Broadway. Patti LuPone's played played uh, uh, Mama Rose uh, on Broadway. Um, and so, of course, again, it talks, uh, this is, speaks to the importance of mentorships, the importance of just honing your craft and taking quality opportunities, uh, you know, when they present themselves. Uh, so we're going to take another musical break, uh, play some more Sondheim classics. And when we come back, we're going to talk uh, in depth about the many uh, musicals that Stephen Sondheim was known for and just take you uh, through the, the journey of his uh, influential career. So, you know, let's step back into the Broadway zone and uh, we're going to uh, treat you to some more Stephen Sondheim classics. We'll be right back after this. Careful 
Right things. Who knows what she'd say? Who can say what's true? Nothing's quite so clear now. Do things, fight things. Feel you've lost your way. You decide, but you, you are, are not, not alone. alone. Believe me, no one is no alone. No one is alone. Believe me. Truly, people make mistakes. Fathers, mothers, people make mistakes. To their own, thinking they're alone. Honor their mistakes. For their mistakes. Everybody makes one another's terrible mistakes. Witches can be right, giants can be good. You decide what's right, 
You decide what's good. Just remember. Someone is on your side. Our side. Someone else is not. While we're seeing our side. Our side. Maybe we forgot. They are not alone. No one is alone. Someone is on your side. No one is alone. And welcome back to Style and Empowerment Chat, Laura and friends, as we take you through the music and career of iconic lyricist and Broadway producer Stephen Sondheim. So, uh, it wasn't until 1962 that Sondheim was credited for writing both music and lyrics in a major musical. So, the first musical that he was credited was doing both was a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Uh, now, his most famous musicals that um, he wrote and uh, many uh, songs we're playing today, West Side Story, Gypsy, Company, Sweeney Todd, and Into the Woods and Follies and Assassins. Now, West Side Story, um, we, we spoke about this musical before, but it really was such an influential, and at that time in the uh, 1950s, uh, just a really groundbreaking play because it was the first musical of its kind to reflect uh, the struggles of the working and lower class in urban cities. Um, it was the first uh, to talk about uh, profiling and um, just racism and conflicting cultures. Of course, it was uh, in the plot line, it was made up of uh, two street gangs. One was Puerto Rican, another was Italian, and it was loosely based on it was a, a modern day. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. So, of course, Romeo and Juliet, you had the Montagues and, oh gosh, who was, who was the, the Capulets? One was wealthy, the other was poor, you know, and e e each side didn't want um, Romeo and Juliet to get together. Uh, much like in, uh, in West Side Story with Tony and Maria, two star-crossed lovers, and it was kind of the whole, whole love conquers all, but also what happens when we let people uh, get into our, our stuff and get into our heads and steer us away from doing things that feel right um, in our heart because of pre their own prejudices and stuff. Um, and of course, West Side Story also was known for the beautiful dancing and, and choreography. Uh, and then Gypsy, uh, of course, uh, that was in part was made famous by Ethel Merman and um, also um, uh, Patti Lapone. Uh, and it told the story of a stage 
family. Uh, they, they were a vaudeville family, uh, traveling around, uh, performing, and uh, that their, their act breaks up, and they accidentally get, get a, a gig at one of these burlesque palaces, um, and their act breaks up. So in a crunch moment, uh, the daughter, Gypsy, uh, decides to go on, go on stage and do a, like a, a burlesque striptease. And then the next thing you know, then she uh, evolved into that life as a performer. Um, just many famous songs uh, came from from that show. And of course, you know, really spotlighted the whole era of burlesque and all the glitzy costumes. Uh, and, and at the time of vaudeville theater, of course, um, Into the Woods, uh, we were just playing uh, some of the music from Into the Woods, um, Children Will Listen, and uh, You Are Not Alone. Of course, uh, a major uh, Broadway actress, Bernadette Peters, uh, played in Into the Woods. Um, and of uh, course, she's been in so many uh, important plays. And Mandy Patinkin, of course, uh, he, he's been in so many Broadway productions, also was um, co-starred with Barbara Streisand in her famous uh, TV, uh, well, uh, what's on TV, but the movie musical, Yentl. Um, so Barbara Streisand, of course, uh, many years ago, recorded her album Back to Broadway, where she was covering many standards, Broadway standards, including Children Will Listen and some other Stephen Sondheim uh, songs. Uh, and of course, uh, Stephen Sondheim was also uh, in the documentary Six by Sondheim, which was directed uh, by Lapine, and it was one of uh, the only autobiographical uh, movies about uh, Stephen Sondheim. And of course, uh, like I said, Sondheim was someone who creatively uh, broke boundaries and just reinvented what what was uh, seen to be appropriate on stage. Uh, and he also was known for launching many Broadway careers. Um, and this past Sunday, uh, many uh, people assembled within uh, the blocks of the theater district. They lowered all the lights on the theaters um, and it paid tribute. Many actors assembled and were just singing uh, many of Sondheim's songs uh, in tribute. Uh, and just uh, so many actors and actresses have just been uh, just sharing their experience over the last few days of working and collaborating with Stephen Sondheim. Uh, so now we're going to jump into some more Sondheim music. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, his awards and accolades and many of the movies that he also wrote songs for and uh, all the wor his work that actually was made into movies. 
So keep it locked in the style and empowerment chat while we uh, go through the Broadway career of uh, legendary producer and lyricist Stephen Sondheim.
Welcome back to Stone Empowerment Child, Lauren Friends. A great love story of Tony and Maria. It's one of my dad's favorite musicals. I have so many memories just just watching that together. And he would always romantically uh, put himself and my mom. <laughs> That's our story. That's our story. Um, he is forever a romantic. Uh, so now many of Stephen Sondheim's musical plays were turned into movies, which really just, just like with Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, that is the the just the height of cultural influence and success where your work just transcends the stage uh, to become a, a film as well. So uh, some of the uh, musicals of Stephen Sondheim that also became movies, of course, include West Side Story, uh, which was re released in 1961, uh, starring Natalie Wood. Um, and of course, uh, her 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 singing was dubbed by Marnie Marnie Wilson, I believe her name was, though she did do her singing uh, a lot of times in these um, back then in the fifties and sixties with the musicals, they would have the actors act out and sing it, but then they would get a studio singer to to redo the vocals, um, and then of course now um, Steven Spielberg is releasing his uh, version of a West Side Story with a new cast in 2022. And at one of the premieres this week, he paid homage to Stephen Sondheim um, with a tribute uh, uh, during uh, during the premiere. And of course, Rita Moreno, who played um, in the original stage version of West Side Story. And in the movie, she played Tony's sister, Anita, um, it has a, a role in the new West Side Story. Of course, Rita Moreno was just, she was a groundbreaking uh, Latino actress uh, for the past 80 years in, in stage and Broadway. Now, Gypsy uh, was also made into a movie in, uh, in both 1993 and 1964. A uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum, uh, became a film in 1966, uh, and of course uh, the uh, musical Sweeney Todd became a film uh, in 2007 starring Johnny Depp. 
uh, and of course Into the Woods uh, became a Disney movie in uh, 2014 starring Meryl Streep that was a great great movie um, and of course they used all the original uh, songs from the Broadway musical and Sondheim also uh, created some new songs for uh, the film version of Into the Woods as well now Stephen Sondheim also contributed five songs to the Dick Tracy soundtrack including uh, the Academy Award winning song Sooner or Later sung by Madonna which we played at the top of the show um, and uh, through his career Stephen Sondheim uh, won eight Tony Awards and an Academy Award eight Grammy Awards, a Pulitzer Prize, a Laurence Olivier Award, and in 2015, he won the, was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And he also has two theaters named after him on uh, the, in Broadway and the West End Theater Districts in London. Um, you know, uh, we've lost a, a prolific voice um, and just also, uh, launched so many uh, careers um, not only of theatrical actors but from a production uh, point of view behind the scenes he, uh, Stephen Sondheim and his work and talent just uh, touched the spirit of so many performers uh, aspiring performers um, people who just loved music and and art and you know his his uh, musicals spoke to the human condition but also of love and and you know it's so important to expose yourself to theater because musicals and theater whether you're watching it on tv or in person it inspires our imagination you escape during that time and you get lost in in this fantasy and stories and takes you away from all the stress and strife of what you might be going on and it, it helps you understand and envision other people's points of view you know theater and musicals it takes us to magical places creative places uh, and it and it, it helps fuel fuel the sparks of dreaming and, and believing in magic and creativity and goodness in each other and uh, just uh, the power of creating and unifying um, people in the common human experience through the creation uh, of, of this art that we can all sing to and reminisce to and, and enjoy the costumes and, and dream of something bigger than the life we might be experiencing now, dreaming of becoming something bigger than what we are now and touching e each other uh, through our work. So uh, we're going to take another musical break and enjoy some more classics from West Side Story and we'll be right back after this. Maria The most beautiful song I ever Beautiful sounds of the world in a single word. 
just met a girl named Maria And suddenly that name will never be the same to me Maria, I've just kissed a girl named Maria And suddenly I've found how wonderful a sound can be Maria, say it loud and there's music And it's almost like praying, Maria, I'll never stop saying, Maria, 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 Maria. It's almost like praying, Maria, I'll never stop saying, Maria. The most beautiful song I ever Too much. 
much to eat, or maybe it's me. Keep away from her, said Porcino. This is not the Marine, you win. No modest and pure, polite and refined. Well bred and mature, and out of her mind. I feel pretty, oh so pretty, that the city should give me its key. The committee should be organized to honor me. La, 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 la. I feel dizzy, I feel sunny, I feel busy and funny and fine. And so pretty, Miss America can just resign. La, 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 la. See the pretty girl in that mirror there. What mirror where? Who can that attractive girl be? Which? What? Where? Who? Such a pretty face, who? such a pretty dress, who? such a pretty smile, such, such a pretty me. Such a pretty me. Such a pretty me. Such a pretty me. I feel stunning. I feel stunning. And then prancing. And then prancing. Feel like running. Feel like running. And dancing for joy. For I'm loved by a pretty wonderful
job Lauren Friends Radio. So we are taking you through uh, the catalog of Stephen Sondheim. Uh, and of course, um, Broadway is back. So it's uh, really important that we support the arts. Um, I'm so excited uh, that the Rockettes are are back and performing uh, in New York City uh, this season. And uh, of course, uh, so many new shows are <clears throat> are opening up. Uh, so, uh, and everyone, of course, is is celebrating the legacy of Stephen Sondheim. Uh, so, some of uh, the shows that have reopened as we're all kind <clears> of <throat> flexing back uh, to COVID, um, 33 shows are performing uh, this week um, surrounding uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so Chicago uh, has reopened uh, on Broadway, uh, which is exciting. Uh, one, of, one of the uh, the standards. Uh, and so now uh, the International Tourist Box Office uh, is reopening uh, for Broadway plays right now. Uh, so it's, uh, New York has just given a $3 million tax credit to help restart Broadway um, in, you know, the response to the shutdown um, that happened this past uh, uh, past year. And of course here in Philadelphia, uh, the Kimmel Center uh, for the Performing Arts and the Academy of Music, uh, which of course is uh, where the Philadelphia Ballet, Pennsylvania Ballet and, and uh, Symphony perform. Are, are now reopening. Uh, so, so excited to, um, to see that, you know, slowly uh, we're, we're coming, coming back, uh, but we still need to proceed with caution and wear our masks and, and also uh, get our vaccines to keep ourselves and the audience and the performers uh, safe. Uh, so now the Broadway Leagues of Equity and Diversity and inclusion is also um, making moves and waves to make sure that there is more diversity uh, behind uh, the stage and and in front of the stage, uh, and uh, which is just very important. Um, and it's also important that we support the ballet. There are so many uh, great ballet troops out there um, and just uh, nourish our, our uh, children with their access to the arts and dance. And sometimes, you know, 
the arts is where we find our confidence and a sense of belonging and that, that you know, because not all of us are into math or sports um, and some of us really find our true selves through access to the arts and, you know, just some sometimes just uh, taking your kid to a, a play, you, you might not know it, but they could see someone up on the stage that reminds them of themselves and just feel validated and I can give them that little nudge of self-esteem when they're going through a hard time that sometimes they might not be sharing uh, with their parents. So it's really important that we, uh, you know, uh, expose ourselves to the arts, not only in theaters, but, but at home. Uh, so uh, we're going to take another little musical break. Um, and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, be continuing to spotlight uh, other important Broadway performers. So keep it locked into Style and Empowerment Chat with Lauren Friends, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Want it again? Oh. 
if I gave it, you probably wouldn't want it, babe. It's alright, cause there's no one quite like Stood 
and kick up your heels, put on that boa and the glitter, and let them know that you're here, because all of our voices and creativity matter. I hope that you've been enjoying our walk through uh, the catalog of Broadway producer and lyricist Stephen Sondheim. So we're going to close out uh, today's show with a recent interview that he gave just reflecting on his career uh, and influence. Uh, so we'll be back next week with more fashion, entertainment, motivation, and empowerment. I hope that uh, you are kicking off this holiday season uh, with fun and cheer. Um, and you can like and follow the Style and Empowerment Chat with Laura Friends Facebook page and follow us on social media. And we'll be back next week uh, with uh, more, more uh, entertainment. And until next week, stay empowered and stay focused and know that you matter. And we'll be back uh, next week.
How's it going? Good. You? Fair. Yeah, tell me. Chinese laundry. Hi. Mary, say hello. I think I got a job. Where? True romances. Posing. Thank you. Writing captions. What about the book? What about the book? Nothing. Are you working on the book? Yes. Good. No. Mary. Right, I know. Yes, me and Balzac. I finished the one act. I got an audition. I started the story. Rehearsal piano. So where are we eating? I'm moving to Playboy. The publisher called me. I'm doing a rewrite. My parents are coming. I saw my fair lady. I rewrote the rewrite. I sort of enjoyed it. I threw out the story. I'm meeting an agent. We'll, we'll all get, get together, together on Sunday. We're opening doors, singing. Here we are. We're filling up days on a dime. That faraway shores, looking not too far. We're following every star. There's not enough time. I called the producer. I sent off the one act. I started the story. He said to come see him. I dropped out of college. I met this musician. I'm playing in nightclub. They're doing my one act. I'm working for Red Bull. I rewrote the ballad. I finished the story. We started rehearsing. I threw out the story and then the musician. I'm moving to popular science. We're opening doors, singing, look who's here. Beginning to sail on a Shores getting very near. We have nothing to fear. We haven't got time. How's it coming? Good. You done one minute. Hamburg heaven. Hi. Mary, say hello. I got another job. Where? She. What's that? Brand new concept. Pop up pictures. What about the book? What about the book? Did you give the publisher the book? Yes. Good. No. Mary. Look, I did. Finished. Let me call you back. Right. This is just a draft. Right. Probably it stinks. Right. Haven't had the time to do a polish. Will you sing? Right. Who wants to live in New York? Who wants the worry, the noise, the dirt, the heat? Who wants the garbage cans clanging in the street? Suddenly I do. They're always popping their cork. I'll fix that line. The cops, the cabbies, the sales girls up at Saks. You gotta have a real taste for maniacs. Suddenly I do. That's great. That's swell. The other stuff as well. It isn't every day I hear a score this strong. But fellas, if I may, there's only one thing wrong. There's not a tune you can hum. There's not a tune you go bum, 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 de dum. You need a tune to go bum, 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 de dum. Give me a melody. Why can't you throw them a crumb? What's wrong with letting them tap their toes a bit? I'll let you know when Stravinsky has a hit. Give me some melody. Oh, sure. I know it's not that kind of show, but can't you have a score to sort of in between? Look, play a little more, show you what I mean. Who wants to live in New York? I always hated the dirt, the heat, the noise, but ever since I met you, I listen, boys. Maybe it's me, but that's just not a boom melody. Write more, work hard, leave your name with a girl. Less avant-garde, leave your name with a girl. Just write a plain old melody. Stopping rehearsals, they ran out of money. We lasted one issue, my book was rejected. The nightclub was raided, I have to start coaching. My parents are coming. They screwed up the laundry. My wallet was stolen. I saw the musician. We're being evicted. I'm having a breakdown. We'll, we'll all get, get together, together on Sunday. Sunday. They're, They're slamming, slamming the doors. doors. 
singing go away it's less of a sail than a climb that faraway shores farther every day we're learning to ricochet we still have a lot to say you know what we'll do what we'll do a review what what we'll do a review of our own what? Where? Why? When? Not just songs, but story scenes, piano pieces, mime. Yeah. Frankly, Frank. A showcase of our own. Where? The club's reopening. We'll write a lot of new stuff. Rewrite old stuff. What about the girl? What about the girl? Only that we're gonna need a girl. Well, Mary. Thanks. I don't perform except at dinner. Who wants to live in New York? Who wants to worry the noise, the dirt, the heat? Who wants the garbage cans clanging in the street? Now, thank you, but we're looking for someone with more experience. They're always popping their cork. Up a tone. The cops, the cabbies, the sales girls, all bit sacks. Up a tone. You gotta have a real taste for maniacs. Thank you. You're hired. I'm Beth. I'm Frank. I really thought I stank. I'm Mary. Charlie. By the way, I'm told we open Saturday. What? You're not serious. Nobody's ready. Apparently somebody canceled the booking. The songs aren't finished. And what about costumes? And how do I learn all these numbers? I'll bring you the copies of everything later this evening. Okay, but I'll have to remember. And have we decided it on Sunday? We're opening doors. Singing, here we are. We're filling up days on a dime. That faraway shores, looking not too far. We're following every star. Oh!